This is the podcast for the Rush Hour with Embers and Katie, which you already know about because you stumbled across it, but this is the intro to it from the best bits from the show today with Katie Lamb, who Hello. is feeling a little bit more exuberant as she was two hours ago. Well, it's only because I know it's home time now, so now I've right. really come alive. Hey. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Andrew Embley is here as well. Thank you, Leachie. Pleasure. Katie Hyatt. And Robbie. our producer, Robbie, is here as well. Hello. Running with Katie. Good one. Embers, did you want to join in? Hello to you, to you and you and you. (laughs) Hello to you and you and you. Embers does bust out at least seven tunes a day. Yeah. Yes. And the ones that come to his mind are always so obscure and strange, and (laughs) it's like. Like a. Drugs don't work. Yeah, <laughs> that one pops up into your head. I reckon quite often, no, twice no, a week. I'll see your face again. So it seems to come out a lot on a Monday. That song. Yeah, really <laughs> <did> you, <laughs> uh, anyway, what you, you do on the weekend? Did you own I, the album by I, the Verve? I hung as a out with my kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend's a very quiet weekend for me. Ah. Yeah. For something different. Yeah. Yeah, okay. nice one. Lovely. Uh, we're also, yeah, great. Yeah, don't know where that was going. We're also joined by a special guest in this studio, and it's a guest that's going to be here with us for the week, and that is a blue plastic tub filled with water. Yeah. For a little um, game that we've got going on this week called Sink or Swim. And, look, I was I was quite surprised that a banana, um, eight inch, do you reckon that would have been? Eight inch with a little bit of a, uh, a bit of a bend in it. Bit of a bend. Yes. Um, and it was. And I know why it was eight inches. Why? I've seen something else um, that is very similar size. Oh, with the with the I, bend. I, with the bend, yes. Yeah, so yeah. nice. I presume it was around the eight inches. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, away, mate. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, I just had the measuring tape as well, so I was able to measure it. Good. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who knew that that would um, swim? So it floated for a good five seconds, mm. and uh, there you go. So it's going to be a bunch of different objects. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Do we dare talk about what Embers brought to the uh, pre-show meeting about this particular game and what object he wanted to oh, see what's yes. Does Robbie know this? No. Yeah. I want to hear about this. Embers? I just said maybe we'll do a human turd. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that. that's right. Yes. I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> so do you that. want to drop your ducks and just... Do one right now? Do no. one. No, 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 not, not now. But oh, if no, we're going to no. do it, you may as well do on it air. tomorrow during the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we've been talking about inches. We might as well talk about turds. <laughs> why not? <laughs> just back Well, yeah, oh, if you want to... Back one out, you reckon. If you want to back one out into yeah. that container and see if it sinks or swims, Tell then... You what, imagine if it actually did float. <laughs> Well, they do. There are aquapoos that float. Yeah, so floaters. They're, they're called floaters. floaters. It yeah. happens occasionally. That's right. What is it? It's uh, is it Caddyshack? It's Caddyshack. <laughs> Caddyshack. We're going to float Yeah, they, they empty out the whole pool. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. One of great. One of the greatest movies. Yeah, just Bit what you want. Your time. Just what you okay. want, Caitlin. Just what you want. A polywaffle at Lamb. the public uh, yeah, pool, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But it, it, it actually wasn't a um a turd. It ended up being a uh, little chocolate bar. Yeah, polywaffle. Well, polywaffle. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, anyway. you know, a polywaffle would probably be the most um, turd-looking Maybe we chocolate. get that for tomorrow. We go yeah. and find Although, do they still exist, the polywaffle I think they do. Because remember about maybe five, six years ago, I think there was talk that they were trying to discontinue it. Ooh. Or at the very least, they created a 
you know, ice cream. They did, yes. Actually, that's a good one. Nathan Nat and Sean have a framed poly waffle mm, in there's their something office. for tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for bringing up a rival <laughs> breakfast show onto the 92.9 Triple M <laughs> Rush yes. Hour podcast here on the listener app, Robbie Von Klitzing. Please take it away. <laughs> okay, I usually like to bring something from the show. You guys are here in the studio. I'm sitting out there and yep. I just hear things. You and, feel a um, bit left out. I do feel a bit left out and I like to just, you know, find things from the show sometimes. And I don't know, you, you guys were struggling for the Monday mm. and when I bring stuff like this, I feel like pot calling the kettle black, no. you know, stones in glass houses and all that stuff. But Embers' is Monday is right here. It's as simple as that. And if you correct uh, the right answer, then you'll go on a standby list with a team <laughs> entry for four people. Say that again. Last clue that we gave away was that inside the bin it was from Germany. <laughs> the item inside the bin originated in Germany. I was going to say Katie. that word started with O, but I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I just went with Germany. <laughs> so I just went with Germany. 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 Yeah. Ah, yes. Well, sometimes on a Monday... You know what? In fact, every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's no difference between today and The words and... that come out of your mouth sometimes, um, you know, are hard you know to what? put just together. Put that little file there. Embolisms. Embolisms. Yeah, yeah, just put it in that for yeah. me. Thank you very much. It's a growing, <laughs> growing folder. Too. Hopefully we'll get better as the file week goes two. on. But, you know, you are convinced you've got COVID and there is a new strain that's apparently coming to ruin Christmas in WA. I read about mm, that today. Yeah. Um, Trust me, I'm not going to get sick in my holidays. Yeah, no way. I'll get I'll get sick on a Monday, but yeah. <laughs> come Friday, I'm flat. Oh, I'm, oh, I, I talk about Friday. Can you um, book me that studio on Bunbury? Oh, what? For what? Is he going uh, to Bunbury this again? Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Just book the studio for me, just in case. Okay, Thank just you. in case, yeah. righto. Done. Enjoy Thanks. the podcast <laughs> yes. while we do, you know, more sort of admin work. <laughs> Sorry, I just um, forgot we were on air live yeah. talking then. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we tend to do this. We play on the show on the podcast. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, yeah. No, while, while, while I was remembered. <laughs> also pick up his suit. It's just getting dry cleaned. Roebuck Bay to the road highway. Got my ice marker from Dome Cafe. The super pizza flurry in a loo wateroo. And Esperance too, Albany and the Gloucester Tree with Katie Lamb and Andrew Wembley. From the greatest city in the world, it's time for 92.9 Triple M's Rush Hour with Andrew Embley and Katie Lamb. Now, we're asking you, how did you get out of the fine? Well, we need your help, Perth, because <laughs> Embers and I copped a bit of a fine. Now, on Monday mornings at 10am, there's something called a spitball meeting. So the content team get together and sort of do a bit of a whip around of what's happening in breakfast and yep. drive. Now, usually you and I, we come in around sort of the 1pm mark, so we don't go to those meetings. But our boss, Tim, said, look, do you mind just coming in? Uh, don't ask, you know, this of you often, but it would be good just sure. to come in. No and worries. we say, you know what, team. you are the one signing us on for another contract, hopefully, so we'll do anything, <laughs> literally anything. So <laughs> in we come at 10am. Now, the problem is, is Zave and Michelle are still here because uh, mm-hmm. they attend the meeting. So our car parks, we share with Zave and Michelle when we come in because they're obviously gone. So we've sort of driven in and then both of us have been like, okay, we need to go park on the street somewhere. Now, any normal person should have just parked on the street, got a parking ticket um, and then come in to attend the meeting. But I was like, ah, she'll be right. Run the gauntlet. Ah, Gladiator kind right. of stuff, hey? Don't right. worry I was about like, us. No way. Hey. They, surely they know my little Susie car, Susanna car. So, um, no, I'll be right. And Embers, you know, reckons he gets out of every fine that's ever existed. So he doesn't worry about it. So we've gone up, we've gone to the meeting and then we actually ended up having another meeting that really ran over time. So we then have both gone down to our cars 
whack. $90 fine sitting on both of our cars. Ouch. And, and listen, we take responsibility, right, well, because we did the wrong thing. We parked in a bay where we should have got a ticket. We didn't. We rolled the we ran the gauntlet, and we unfortunately came off second best. But that's what we need some help for. One triple three five three. Tell us how you got out of a parking fine, because I got out of a parking fine years ago by using the name Ben Cousins. Oh, you so dropped. Dropped Ben Cousins' name. This is when he was uh, still in, in jail. It must have been about six or seven years ago. So I'm heading up the Great Northern Highway to see him, and there is a policeman with a speedo, and he says, pull over. So I pull over. I wind the window down, and uh, the guy says, oh, Mr. Embley, you're in a hurry, are you? And I said, yes, I am, actually. I'm on my way to see Ben. And he goes, Ben Cousins? I said, yeah, you know him? He goes, oh, yeah, well, not as well as you, but uh, yeah. I see. He said, how's he going? And I said, well, mate, I'm not sure. But if you're still here on the way back, I'll pop in and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know. And he goes, oh, that's a really good idea. Um, by the way, uh, listen, I know you're in a hurry, so I'm going to let you go. You're going a little bit too quick, so please slow down. But can you make sure you tell Ben I said g'day? Oh, I said, mate, I will do that for you're sure. You're kidding. So uh, the first thing I had to say, obviously, when Ben came out and sat down next to me, I said, mate, listen, I've got to tell you a story. And Ben, very, you know, charismatic kind of guy, he looks at me and goes, Embers, he goes, where the hell was that bloody cop when I needed him? <laughs> <laughs> Ben could have used a yeah, lot of that. I, I really need that copper. About 12 months before I was put in here, you know, he might have been able to help me out. I yeah. might have been out with you. Shame, cuz he couldn't have dropped your name to get yes. him out of jail. No, so uh, thanks, cuz. Um, you got me out of a speeding fine. All right, well, maybe you've name dropped somebody or, you know, I would love to be able to hand our parking ticket to our boss to say, hey, we came in for the early morning meeting, so can you pay this? Unfortunately, um, that didn't fly. What about oh. Michelle? Maybe uh, oh, Zay yeah, takes true. half and Michelle takes half of yours. Considering they were in our parking bay. That's actually a really good point. Not a chance. <laughs> Olga is in Yan Ship. Hello, Olga. Hi, how are you? We're very well, <laughs> Olga. And we want to know how you got out of a fine. Oh, it was a horrible day of driving around the whole world and trying to get my parents to come and visit us. And it was potholes and it was roadworks and what should have been a trip of about three hours ended up being a trip of six hours. Oh. And my little boy was only about nine months old and that got a little bit long on his body. And, um, oh, sorry. And, um, well, I was driving about 140, 160 on the highway oh. just to try and get home. This is South Africa. You get away with things like that. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the car from the, coming from the front warned me with the headlights and just as I was about to press the brakes to slow down, the copper jumped in the road, pulled me off. Yeah. And um, my little baby being behind me in the car seat, I told my mum and law just pull his dummy. And she said, what? I said, mum, pull his dummy. She pulled uh, his dummy and my little baby correctly started screaming, crying. <laughs> it was devastated. He was hysterical. And the uh, copper said, ma'am, can I see your license? And I gave her all the docs. I said, Please make it snappy, write the ticket, I need to get to hospital. And she oh. said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. That's why I'm going to hospital. Oh. Can't you? Yeah, there's a baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Hurry up. Oh, and God. she said, um, you know what? Leave the ticket. Get you, Go, Mama. Get your baby. Oh, <laughs> okay. I kind of feel bad. And um, uh, what, what that she was, was um, diagnosed nice. with a uh, missing dummy, was she, when she got to hospital? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was, it was just a, a 
quick, quick diagnose. You've got to do, you know, especially when you've got a screaming child as well. Yeah. You know, use it to your advantage. Oh, oh, that's exactly, what you did. exactly right. Well, on Friday, I had the Eagles' best and fairest night for the AFLW, and that was at Crown. So fair to say, Saturday morning. I got a <laughs> and when Katie Lamb says she's got a hangover, oh, yeah. I can ensure you, ladies and gentlemen, it's a real good bash of the temple. Well, anything that ends up at the hippie club. You know, oh, you're sitting at the hippie club after. Yes, you just course. couldn't enjoy your night. You had to go out after. I loved my night at Crown, but yeah. all the girls were kicking onto the hippie, and do you think that I turned down a, a so good time? all That's the girls that were celebrating their fantastic year, and, and why did you have to kick on? <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate their fantastic year. No, Are you I invited mean, to go along or yeah. you said I'm coming? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so come on, girls, come with it. the land dog. Anyway, so uh, no, nothing worse than waking up feeling very Dusty Martin and then both of you not having your car. So oh, yes. knowing the journey to get your car is horrendous. But then trying to figure out where the car is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's also a piece said, of the puzzle. Where is that? Where do we going to left to do? Where's my car? So we end up uh, getting an Uber and we thought, all right, it was a cheaper, a cheaper Uber from our house to Subi to get yep. my car first and then we'll go to Crown, get Jeans's car and then we'll go home. So both your cars are out. Yes, exactly. So that's what I mean. There's it no was responsible person in this relationship. Horrific, no. Oh. So we get in an Uber, we come to Subi and where Triple M is and I've looked at the garage door being down. And I thought, hmm, usually you need your remote control to get it up. And I've gone, oh, don't worry, I can just do it manually. So we get out, the Uber driver drives off, (laughs) bye-bye, and I get down and I'm looking for a button that does not exist. (laughs) I'm like, I think there's a button around here that I can just, the door will magically open. And Tins is like, well, it sort of defeats the purpose of a security if there's just a random (laughs) button on the outside. Like, no. So anyway, I've gone, all right, well, I guess I'll get the next Uber. (laughs) So we have to then call another Uber to come and pick us up, take us to Crown. Oh. Then we get in Teens' car. All this then we have to headache drive all the way back to <laughs> Subi. Then we get in my car. And then we're like, well, we need to eat, you know what I mean, because I'm starving. So we end up going to the Saint and we order, um, I get a palmy, obviously, and Teens gets fish and chips. The food d- gets down on our table and I'm like, I think I'm going to be sick. Can we get a doggy bag to go <laughs> The woman has to come and bring out little containers. So it's just me scraping off my palmy and chips. <laughs> go home and I finish the palmy and chips horizontal on the couch. That was my day. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, I just uh, can't believe that both years, like not thinking to take your cars out. No, we tried, but uh, we're in a dead and spot. And leave them out. Ubers just don't want to come to our house. It's really annoying. You don't take two cars out I know, but at, night. at the time, it's like you kind of think that's future our problem and then future you is mm. hungover. You get one Uber out and then the following morning you've got one car to be able to go and drop oh, off. Oh, Mr. Responsible Jeez. Amy here. I'm Andrew. Hey. Or Andrew just don't drink. Just don't drink. Oh, as if you <laughs> should be giving any form of life advice. <laughs> With Andrew Embley. <laughs> what made you laugh at the funeral? Why are we talking about this, Andrew Embley? Uh, now, there's some places where you like to have a good laugh, like on this show, maybe at a comedy festival. Some places that are inappropriate to laugh, <laughs> you'd say, would be at a funeral. Yeah, a funeral would be, yeah, at least top top three. And why you might be asking, well, it happened. 
and I'm going to tell you why. So my mum came over yesterday, Katie, and I said to her, how was the weekend? She said, great. She said, on Friday, though, I went to a funeral. I said, oh, really sorry. I said, oh, who passed away? She said, just this guy that I know. So I went along there to pay my respects. I said, good on you, mum. But she said, I got myself in a very awkward moment. And I said, oh, mum, what have you done? And she said, well, I got to the church and I was still standing at the back and a lady sort of arrived next to me and we sort of started chatting before the start of the funeral. And mum asked her what relationship she was to the person that had passed away. And the lady said, he was my ex-husband. And mum said, oh, okay. Um, And without sort of thinking too much, she said, I better say something and had gone down the path of, oh, I just want to let you know my deepest congratulations. <laughs> and the lady sort of looked at mum and mum realised what she said and she said, oh, my goodness, I've meant to say my deepest condolences. Condolences. Congratulations. Anyway, she started giggling next wife. Mum started giggling. I think everyone's turning around and going, who are these crazy people at the back of the church just laughing? Just losing it going, laughing. Oh, my goodness, oh. mum, I cannot believe you have said my deepest congratulations <laughs> to ex-wife you know whose what, ex-husband has just passed away. Sometimes it's great to have those little moments, especially on, you know, it's such a sad day, something just to break the ice. I'll never forget at my um, nana's funeral. So the hearse rocks up, obviously, the, the car carrying yeah, the sure. coffin, and my little cousin goes, oh, jealous, who got to come in the limo? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's, uh, that's yeah. nan. Yeah, that's your dad, mate. That's oh, nan in there. So, uh, goodness just, uh, gracious. <laughs> Randall is in Rockingham. Hey, Randy. Hey, you going, mate? Yeah, going very well, Randall. Now tell us, you had a bit of a giggle at the funeral. Tell us why. Um, there were um, at a kind of in the middle of the service, some rabbits came out from like behind the service guy, if you know what I mean. It's like that. Uh, you try not to do the wrong thing, if you know what I mean. But, you know, it's always <laughs> funny to see Mother Nature playing the part. <laughs> The priest wasn't a magician, was he, Randall? <laughs> <laughs> like, Are you sure you were at a funeral and not a magic show? <laughs> Depending on what hat he was wearing at the time, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's so bizarre. Was it an, a, an outdoor, like, was, were you outside? Uh, no. Uh, no. So uh, it was in like one, a... Uh, yeah, um, the one on, like, Stock Road, opposite the golf course in Frio. Um, yeah, right. Whatever that is. Had you been smoking anything before, Randall? <laughs> you sure you weren't seeing anything? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Not at that time. No, it was no. a, uh, had to be very humble. Put this way, even tie and suit was worn, so that's yes. kind of... <laughs> yeah. well, rabbits, rabbits at the at funeral. funeral. Did the yeah, rabbits have make a giggle? suit and tie on as well? Hey? Did the rabbits have a suit and tie on as well? I don't think it was Peter Rabbit. No, right. <laughs> that actually reminds me of a funeral I went yeah. to. This is years ago. Yeah. But when the, what do you call them, the celebrant? Is, is it the celebrant or the funeral director? Yeah, no. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. the person running the service yeah. um, came out and then over mouth. Yeah, everyone's obviously very sad. But as soon as he opened his mouth, we're gathered here today. And it was like Kermit the Frog was oh. the celebrant. And I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh my god! Here today for the death of uh, young Peter. <laughs> Still asking what made you laugh at the funeral? That's right. Uh, probably a place that would be inappropriate to have a giggle, Katie. I know, but it's always those places and the inappropriate times that then make me giggle. It's I like I know I shouldn't. Totally be giggling. agree with you. Sometimes when you go to a funeral, like you just you tell yourself. 
just don't laugh, just don't laugh. Now, there's nothing funny about it, but sometimes Until you just there do is. silly things. <laughs> Maybe you might see a rabbit running around. Who knows? Kane's from Thornley. G'day, Kane. How are you? Hello, team. How are we? Hey, we're good, Very Kane. Well. What made you laugh at the funeral? Uh, it wasn't me. It was actually my poor beloved wife. So I need to paint a little picture for you. So my uncle died, unfortunately, 17 years ago, and mm-hmm. we were at the funeral, yep. Presbyterian funeral. And uh, all the family got called in as they do, and the priest who was uh, attending that day was a, a woman, yep. a short woman, a large woman, yep. and she was wearing a white overcoat gown type of thing, which went all the way to the ground. Okay. Problem is, it was quite a heavy one, so you couldn't actually see her feet moving or anything like that. It was just this constant thing. Just looked like she's Unfortunately, <laughs> my my wife got a mental picture of Frosty the Snowman walking down the centre of the aisle. So here we are, two rows back from the front, because it's my uncle, and she has got tears running down her eyes. She is snorting, trying to keep the laughter in as this poor priest is walking down the centre of the church. That is so good. And there's nothing worse as well. Once you once you see something you can't unsee it, it's yeah. Once once she started, she just carried on. Domino. I don't know how you got through the funeral. Oh, Kane. Exactly what we're after. Well done. Thank you so much. Kylie is in Morley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> G'day, Kylie. We're asking you on 13353 what made you laugh at their funeral. Tell us why. So it was one of my friends from high school. Um, he recently passed away and he had this fascination with making everyone laugh and he loves sour lollies. So they handed out sour lollies at his funeral <laughs> so and cool. everyone's pulling these horrendous faces like, <laughs> Everyone looks like they've been bawling their eyes out, obviously, <laughs> yeah. general, and then like, you know the like sour face that you put yes, on? Yes, yes. Like, you've got all these old ladies who are like crying <laughs> and one lady literally pulled it out and she literally popped her false teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you try not to act like you've noticed it, but the more you kind of hold your tears in and you're like trying to stop laughing, you're like trying to cough because it's sour lolly. <laughs> that is so, that is so, that is so good. So good. I know the yeah. exact face as well, yeah. but throw some false teeth in there. Oh, but just the, the idea to throw out the uh, the sour lollies at the funeral is just fantastic. Yeah, no, good very on well played. Yeah, well done, Kylie. Now, I know a lot happens here in Perth. There's there's a fair bit that goes on, but um, I something piqued my interest Sunday morning, and I did message it to you guys, and you had no idea what it was about, and that's understandable. Also, it's a Sunday morning, so you know, leave <laughs> don't work text till a Sunday morning, Monday please, Leachy. That's right. a very good point. But what happened over the weekend over on the Gold Coast to a particular cricketer? It's fair to say Embers was remarkable, unbelievable scenes. You could almost say Leachy Carrara Community Centre is where it all happened. Now, Katie, forty over match, right? It's the last over and the opposition need five runs to win easy and the team bowling needs six wickets impossible and comes on right <laughs> gareth morgan that's his name bowler's name gareth morgan <laughs> he takes katie wait for it six wickets oh. with six deliveries oh. to get his team over the line he joins us on the rush welcome to you gareth and congratulations
Oh, thank you very much. It's uh, definitely not something that happens every game, so I'll take it. Did you get nervous, Gareth? Because you were just going wicket after wicket, and surely you would have thought you were in a little bit of a purple patch. You didn't want to stuff it up. Oh, look, it, I was um, more involved in trying to make sure we won the game, and I was probably the least excited person out there on the field, to be honest. <laughs> These the kids that are I, half of my team are probably under 18, um, and we're trying to teaching the game, and I was trying to keep them relaxed and saying, boys, uh, they get one ball off the middle of the bat and this game's over. Just keep focusing on this. And uh, it just every after every ball, it was the same story. You know, nothing changes, nothing changes. But they were getting more and more amped, and I'm trying to keep them calm. <laughs> I, uh, I like how modest you are, Gareth. Now, uh, Gareth is the captain of the team. The last over, rather than giving the ball to the one of the young kids, he says, you know what? Give it to Big Gareth. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you didn't disappoint, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, got, I got, got lucky. They took some good catches to help me, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> how was the celebration afterwards? Because everybody was obviously just amazed, including yourself. Yeah, the, uh, the celebrations were pretty good. Um, I... I didn't. I don't know where the beers kept coming from, but they every time I turned around, there were just more and more on the table. And I said to the boys, like, I've got to actually, I do have to drive home. My my wife was actually um, in hospital most of the week, um, leading into it, and I um, I said I promised I'd get home early tonight, but I don't know how I'm going to sneak out of here. So it's only a couple of hours rather than long into the night. But yeah. Six wickets and six balls. I reckon there's a fair chance they made you drink six beers in six minutes when you got back into the change rooms. Hopefully the uh, the wife is uh, all right. But, hey, um, just tell us, obviously it's a big day for you. How many interviews have you done today? Uh, look, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I've lost count. It would be uh, touching 20, I reckon. 20? Wow, wow. 20 interviews. Isn't that crazy? And then to think you, you've come, made it all the way over to little old Perth. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that, I was not expecting that one. I thought that you guys would be like, no, we got all these all-rounders here. We don't need to know about what's happening over there. Yeah, apparently one of our local guys and by the name of Mitch Marsh. I'm not sure if you heard of him, but he, he scored a big 100 on the weekend, but we're not talking about that no. right now. Uh, Gareth, surely somebody from uh, the Australian cricket team has reached out to you. I mean, come on. Well, no, I, I have not had any um, reach out, um, but um, look, would be would be happy to, but also um, not too keen to get in the nets with any of those boys because they they come back at me too quick. My old eyes wouldn't see them. Uh, a little bit of pressure on you next week, Gareth. Hey, the bar's yeah, set very I, high. I'm picking that um, I'll be a marked man. I've got two games next week: the the Saturday comp and the over forties. And I said to one of my mates today, probably going to get two golden ducks and go for fifty off my overs, aren't I? But <laughs> Maybe I'll just never bowl again and just uh, focus on batting. That's what I was going to say. You can literally just retire, Gareth, because you've you've hit the peak. I don't think we're going to get better than that. So you can just be like, sorry, I've done my bit. I'm the best. Seven for 16 off seven overs. Yeah, go and try to beat that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Gareth, thank you very much for joining us here on the Rush Hour over here in WA. Uh, have a, I was going to say, you might need a few days just to recover from what you've done and maybe for the next game, tell the bar staff to have a few more beers ready just in case. Thanks for joining us on the Rush. Thanks, Gareth. Triple M's Rush Hour with Embers and Katie.